and welcome to the Jesuit Institute Hour here on Radio Veritas. This morning I will be with you for the next hour. My name is Francis Correa. If you'd like to phone in, the studio line is 011-452-7115 or to SMS us on 41809. Today we're going to be talking about two burning issues in the country. The first is we'll be looking at the grants and the situation with Sasa, what's going on there. And we're going to be talking to Ivashni Naidu from the Black Sash and just exploring with her the Black Sash's role in highlighting this for the country and really in holding Sasa accountable uh, going forwards. And then a bit later we'll be talking to Anne Baker from the Catholic Institute of Education And we're going to be talking with Anne about some of the broad challenges facing education in the country at the moment. And then, you know, bringing up the question of what can we as Christians, as Catholics do in the difficult arena of education to help the country and children in particular. So that's where we're going. So we're going to be moving now to, have we got Ivashni on the line? Good morning, Ivashni. Good morning. Welcome to Radio Veritas. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. So firstly, I just want to say on behalf of all South Africans, thank you so much for um, really bringing this court case with Kells uh, to the Constitutional Court and really highlighting the crisis that people who, if they're on the grant system, have in that they really don't have the the ability to to legislate to um, to bring a court case for themselves. So thank you, to, thank you to the Black Sash for that work. It's an absolute pleasure, and um, I, you know we're just echoing what you're saying is that we couldn't sit back and do nothing because of the levels of fear and uncertainty that, that was growing across South Africa for all South Africans, and it's not just the beneficiaries, but it's also for the taxpayers as well to see the levels of. Um, you know, there's the, the such closed offness about the transactions that are happening with taxpayers' money. So we mm-hmm. felt that it was our obligation to actually go forward and raise these issues on behalf of people who couldn't come forward and speak for themselves. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I, think, I think the whole country is horrified as they realize what's being happened. So thank you for that. Can you just give us just, I mean, I'm aware that you've been concerned about grants and concerned about what's happening with grant money. And I mean, grant money is so little to start mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. But can you just give us a sense of the Black Sash's history uh, with the grants, and just just talk us through that leading up to leading up to today. Sure, the Black Sash has been involved in the issues around social assistance for actually most of its history, okay. and um, when SASA went through the process of tendering out its payment uh, mechanisms around 2012. We were also monitoring that process. We were monitoring the tender process, and we monitored how the payments or the re-registration process was rolled out across South Africa. At that time, the Black Session raised concerns to SASA about what could be possible loopholes in terms of that um, re-registration process. We were concerned about banking the unbanked. We were concerned about who would have access to their private confidential information. We were concerned that this made the vulnerable and the poorest in our society even more vulnerable because they were putting them onto a global market where anybody could access their information. Anybody could market services to them. And if people were not 
um, informed about these services, they could be preyed upon and taken advantage of, which we have seen has come to fruition now. Okay, so I hadn't even realized it was an interne- that, that there's international groups um, using that information, using that data in order to prey on grant beneficiaries. Well, the card is a MasterCard. Um, if you've seen the SASA card and what it looks like, it has a MasterCard sign on it, which means that it can be used anywhere in the world, which means that it leaves it vulnerable and open to being targeted by anybody that has access to that kind of information. Right. So it, it makes it extremely vulnerable, especially mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. who... And especially if you are financially illiterate about these issues. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are illiterate about how your... All of your um, details are linked to each other and can be marketed to you. It makes you even more vulnerable to be preyed upon. Mm, that makes perfect and sense. That's, and that's exactly what's happened across the country. So, so that's, that's really a protection of information issue that Absolutely. has been badly handled. And that's been badly handled by CPS. Well, that's, that's, that's what we're trying to find out. Who owns the confidential data of the beneficiaries and how has their confidential data been accessed by third parties in order to market products to the poorest of the poor? Uh, we're also worried about things like, you know, the National Credit Act uh, talks about how loans should be given out. There's issues of reckless lending if people don't meet a particular means test. But we know for a fact that people that are receiving grants are being given loans and are paying exorbitant rates on those loans, and furthermore, are actually going home month to month without any monies because they're actually paying back loans for what they've taken from previous months. So we can't understand in, in a constitutional democracy that we live in where so many inroads have been made to alleviate poverty, especially with regard to the social assistance grants, that things like this can continue to happen, especially in 2017. Right. Okay, so that's, that's kind of like the mega picture and some of the mm, major mm. issues are wrong. Then it seems that there are also issues with CPS as a provider itself. Yes. Um, in terms of the tender process, the matter was taken to the court and it was found by the Constitutional Court that the tender between SASA and CPS was found to be invalid. Mm-hmm. And SASA was then told that they needed to rectify the matter either by putting out a new tender and, and making it competitive or, or try to insource. And within that time period, SASA has failed to meet those deliverables. Right. And so now they're saying, oh, we've got a crisis. Mm-hmm. We have to just extend it. And what's very disturbing, it seems to me, is that it seems as though the new contract with CPS and between CPS and SASA has not been made public, that there's no transparency. When, when I try to find out about it, I can find no details mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Same with the black sash. And that is why we, you know, we were also waiting to see what the developments were because we ourselves were realizing that time is moving. And I mean, today's already the 9th of March. And nobody has come out from DSD clearly to give us a plan of action, to give us what measures and infrastructure has been put into place to ensure that the grants are going to be paid on the 1st of April. And now the worry is that if this contract is clouded in such secrecy, what are the terms and conditions that are being applied to this contract? And is it possibly detrimental to beneficiaries and taxpayers, which is the reason for so much of secrecy? And the fact that you know, despite how many times uh, information has been requested about this, there continues to be a veil of secrecy around this issue, which makes people far more skeptical, far more suspicious of what's going on, whereas if there were accountability and transparency, we would all be able to know what's going on. This is people's money. It belongs to the taxpayers. There should be a level of transparency about what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that we are once again facing... 
um, this, this real dichotomy in South Africa where we, we know that there is a massive disjunction between the rich and the poor. Mm-hmm. We, we, we listen uh, over and over again to narratives about particularly wealthy white South Africans and poor black South Africans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're looking at an increase in, in taxes for the wealthy, which I completely mm-hmm. approve of. Mm-hmm. But I disapprove of the mechanisms of state not being transparent so that if the wealthy are being taxed more, we should be able to clearly see how that tax is being used in order to alleviate poverty. It should not be being lost into corrupt schemes. Absolutely. And and, and like I said, because there's so much secrecy around this particular contract where we're talking about over 17 million beneficiaries, it actually makes people very wary, very concerned, and so civil society has to speak up and ask these questions. The Black Sash is also quite um, happy about the fact that the Constitutional Court has stepped in now yes. and is asking critical questions that need to be responded to by the Minister and by SASA on Monday next week, and hopefully that will give us better information before our Constitutional Court application is heard on the 15th of March next Wednesday. So that's excellent. So again, I must applaud you for having really pushed the Constitutional Court to take this matter seriously, um, for having brought it to the attention of the country. And Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's in the news now that the Constitutional Court is asking difficult questions Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. the minister is being held accountable is, is excellent. Well, Well, we hope um, people are being held accountable for for this kind of um, so-called emergency situation being created because we feel that the the situation was created where it could have been alleviated months ago. Um, and so we're, we're quite happy that we, the, the issue is now public, in the public domain. We're happy that people are asking the right questions. And we're also happy that the beneficiaries themselves are, are, are wanting to be more proactive about issues and are wanting to come out and say what the impact will be should the grants not be paid on the 1st of April. So that it doesn't seem like it's just the black sash speaking out alone, but those that are affected as well, even the taxpayers should come out and speak as to what's going on with the, with the lack of transparency around this uh, particular contract. Yes, I think that's right. So just just that last bit you said, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that, I mean, if you are receiving a grant, mm-hmm. the chances are that you have very little access to the channels of communication to, the, to, to, to being heard. Mm-hmm. How is the Black Sash facilitating the voices of those who are grant recipients so that the rest of the country can hear what their concerns are? Well, the Black Sash has never worked in isolation with, with any of the work that we do. Um, while we sit on the ministerial task team around unlawful deductions, the Black Sash works in concert with other partners around South Africa. So we have civil society partners that are based in communities and that speak directly to beneficiaries on a daily basis that raise issues on their behalf with the Black Sash. So we've taken physical case studies of people's lived realities directly to the ministerial task team, directly to the Department of Social Development and the minister herself as to what the impact of all of these issues have been over the last few years. So since 2014, we've been raising these issues at the highest levels possible, making sure that beneficiaries themselves have the opportunity to speak out. And our beneficiaries have been part of all of our court processes. They're there in numbers. They will be there with us on the 15th of March as well. Over 200 beneficiaries will be present with the Black Sash and other civil society partners to make sure that their voices are heard directly. Um, Every day we make sure that these voices are not silenced and that they are brought to the fore to show that their lived realities need to be given a voice and need to be given access to these platforms that they would not necessarily have. 
Excellent. So now I just uh, we are, we are a Catholic radio station, mm -hmm. so we, we we primarily are reaching a Catholic audience, mm -hmm. and I'm aware um, I'm aware that as a church we have a whole lot of projects that work at grassroots levels. Mm -hmm. I am I'm wondering this is a moment perhaps for you to to speak in particular to to this particular audience. Mm -hmm. um, what would you what would be the most helpful way in which our churches could help you in this movement? We would love for the churches to be involved. I mean, you have access to a, a congregation that, that we probably would not be able to tap into, and especially the numbers on a regular basis. If there are issues that your particular churches are facing in terms of either deductions, issues around access to these services, um, the, every, the easy pay green card that people are having challenges with, Please contact the Black Sash offices in your areas, if you, especially if you're spread across South Africa. We have Black Sash offices in four uh, provinces, one in the Western Cape in Cape Town, one in the Eastern Cape in uh, Port Elizabeth, and we have a satellite office in Grahamstown. I am the KwaZulu-Natal Regional Manager, and we're based in Durban, and we have an office in Gauteng in Johannesburg. So contact our offices. Let us know if you need support. We're, we're willing to come in. We're willing to do rights education with your congregation and your beneficiaries. We're willing to help support the process to educate the communities about what they should be aware of, what they should look out for, and, and how we can assist the process to take it forward. Okay, so there's, there's a real need, I'm hearing as you're talking here, there's a real need for basic financial education, mm, for basic mm, thinking around how to use the grants in the most effective manner, and you're willing to come and do some of that basic education With in pleasure. church communities. That's brilliant. The other, the other thought that occurs to me is um, for all of those who are priests who are listening today, it would be a good idea to talk about Sasa in the coming week's homily. So this... That would be lovely, and also to make beneficiaries aware that the Constitutional Court matter will be heard on the 15th of March, so beneficiaries should look out for that to hear what the Constitutional Court has to say about this issue and how it will rule on the matter. Okay, so there's a real need for for um, the church to just heighten awareness about mm, what's mm, happening mm, and about the and, Constitutional and Court. And around the issue. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much. This has been a very informative and helpful um, you and I hope to chat to you again someday. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And we're available even after the Constitutional Court matter to share um, what the outcome of that was as well. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Okay. So that was Ivashni Naidu. Uh, she's part of the Black Sash. She is, as she said, the regional director for KZN for the Black Sash. And the Black Sash has brought uh, to the whole country's attention the crisis around Sasa. It's been in the news since then, but they, they with the uh, Center for Applied Legal Studies, have taken Sasa to the Constitutional Court, asking the Constitutional Court for oversight over Sasa. And I just, I just want to, to read the three points before we, we move to a piece of music. I just want to read the three points that they're asking for, because I think it's worth hearing that again, for the Constitutional Court to have oversight over the proposed contract between Sasa and CPS for payment of social grants before it is a fait accompli to ensure that grant beneficiaries continue receive, to receive payments of grants from the 1st of April 2017 to protect the integrity of the grant system and to protect grant beneficiaries from harmful practices by, amongst others, CPS, who is the service provider. So I think as all South Africans, whether we receive a grant, whether we are taxpayers, we all need to see that this is actually our money and we need to take responsibility for this and to hold Sasa accountable. We're going to move now to a piece of music. <laughs> 